Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast Storage Sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast Storage Sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The emotion. And Dortmund against all the odds. Our European champions. Welcome to Believe in Borussia, episode number 16. Thank you for tuning in from wherever you're joining us, whether it's in your car, on your way to work, under the shower, making dinner. We appreciate you and we're looking forward to another great episode. In today's episode, we're saying farewell to Jaden Sancho and have a BVB player Euro check and we will take a closer look at Thomas Meunier. And July still has lots of sporting action going on from the NBA Finals to the Gold Cup, the Olympics and if you want to get in on the action, you can do so at BetOnline. Just visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next kickoff, tip-off, face-off, pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's start with Jaden Sancho. The writing has been on the wall and to no surprise, this year, this summer transfer, Jaden will return to his home England and if you saw how he was ignored by Gareth Southgate until the very last moment of the tournament, um, you kind of understand why he feels he wants to be closer to his friends and family, but apparently also closer to his English peers. Borussia Dortmund confirmed a transfer fee of 85 million euros, roughly 90 million dollars, in an ad hoc announcement. And there seems to be add-ons in the neighborhood of 10 million, give or take, and at conditions that are probably fairly easy to achieve. So overall, the total transfer value will settle in the neighborhood of 100 million. Apparently, more important than the total sum was the structure of the deal. Borussia Dortmund was very keen on having the deal not stretched out over years and years, but get one big sum of money up front, which is why the overall deal seems a little bit lower than the initial asking price. It seems that Dortmund gave a little bit of a discount for upfront payments. It has become quite common to pay transfer fees in installments and uh, with the transfer fees in this day and age at the top level, it is understandably why. However, Borussia Dortmund, if interested in a transfer, wanted the money right now so they can use it in lieu of some of the COVID payments or the outstanding um, revenue that was missing because of COVID. So it only makes sense for Dortmund to push that issue. Aside from the money, sporting-wise, Jaden Sancho will be missed. Let's not kid ourselves about that. He registered 114 score points in 137 games for Borussia Dortmund. At that age, that is absolutely stellar. For Borussia Dortmund, this marks the first time since Dembélé 
the club is losing a starting 11 player, a sure cut starter, star, what have you. But herein already lies the difference. It wasn't too long ago that Borussia Dortmund lost key players every summer. Now, there has been four years in between. And overall, I think it was a successful endeavor for both parties. Jaden made the leap from England to Germany to set himself apart from not only the City Academy with a talented roster of young English players, but also from all the English players across the island. And while some of his mates have struggled to break into their domestic club teams, he's been a starter on a perennial Champions League knockout round team. So now he's making a big time move with much hoopla that will give him even more pressure, but also a bigger platform than some of those academy youngsters that he started with back in the days. And for Borussia Dortmund, it got an incredibly talented player for four years at an absolute bargain. And its worst case scenario now is getting a $95 million booby prize. Sure, City gets a little bit of that money, but overall, it's a timely cash infusion coming in a season with an estimated 75 million euro loss. Even better, no clause. Remember those days? Clauses? No, Borussia Dortmund were in complete control as you could see last summer, and were able to plan around it. Clearly, they were knowing that a return home for Jaden was highly likely because it was part of the initial promise to Jaden that it was always an option for him to go home. And again, if you see how Jaden was ignored by Garrett Southgate, you get a sense that he wasn't just returning for the family and the food. So at the end, it was a good deal for both sides. Borussia Dortmund had been able to strengthen the squad during his time in Dortmund, and while you can't replace him immediately, they will look to add talent again. And you gotta remember that despite his quick ascent, Jaden wasn't raking in these numbers in year one either. Heck, he wasn't even pulling them in the first half of last season. We basically played without Jaden Sancho for half a year and still had a pretty good run. So have a little faith, have some patience. To Jaden, thank you for your hard work, for your commitment. And for your time. You always conducted yourself professionally, and I do believe that you cared about this shirt and about this club. So, all the best to you in the future endeavors, unless you play Borussia Dortmund. And I still got a 442 cover that needs your signature, so holla at your boy. The Euros are over, and our Borussia Dortmund players found varying success. Um, For Rafa, for Emre, and for Mats, it was a rather disappointing affair, I would say. Emre and Mats Hummels' highlight probably came at the expense of Rafa's Portugal when Germany pummeled Portugal in the group stages, but both teams bowed out relatively early in the tournament. There was joy and heartbreak also for our Swiss contingent, and especially Manuel Kanji and our new keeper Gregor Kobel. After miraculously kicking out heavy tournament favorites friends in the comeback for the ages, they ran out of magic in a shootout against Spain, and Akanji had his stake in that too, unfortunately. So just like against France, he went to the bottom left, but less precise and with an even clunkier one-up. Hope he'll take that as extra motivation, and for Kobel, I think it was surely just a great experience, even joining the team on such an amazing journey. Our Belgium trio of Axel Witzel, Torgen Hazard and Thomas Meunier would probably also say they had a disappointing end to their campaign. They couldn't overcome a smarter and more ruthless Italy. Um, on the pro side, Witzel played heavy minutes, and it seems he's pretty fit again after that long injury, much faster than could be expected. And 
Thomas Meunier showed signs of life, which is very promising and we'll talk about in a moment. Plus, Toto Torgan Hazard showed the world who's the best Hazard in soccer right now. His screamer versus Portugal put Belgium in the quarterfinal and should give him a boost going forward for the new season, which we need because after the departure of Jaden, there needs to be more creativity and more output from Torgan this season. The last two BVB players standing at the Euros were Jude Bellingham and Thomas Delaney. And while I love Jude, I was crossing my fingers a little bit for Denmark here. I mean, you gotta, how could you not? It was such a Cinderella story and the smells of 92 were in the air. And Denmark wasn't a bad team at all. They showed strength in numbers and to overcome this level of adversity is remarkable and would have been a title run for the ages. The level of cohesion and togetherness and spirit was remarkable and Delaney played a big part in it and thus for me is the BBB player of the Euro 2020. Hopefully he can bring some of that never say die energy to the club and inspire some of our youngsters to do something similar in the club. So to wrap things up, I want to take a closer look at Thomas Meunier again. And with his goal and his assist in the two games of the group stage for Belgium, he already equaled his Bundesliga season tally where he played in 21 games. He looked like a different player. He had confidence, he was connected with the rest of the team, moved smartly, good control. So, not surprisingly, his who scored rating was 7.56 for those games, whereas for the leagues he only scored a 6.65. And I don't think it's a question, even with Thomas, that his first season at Dortmund was rather disappointing. But the real question is, can he turn a solid performance for Belgium into an even better performance for Borussia Dortmund next season? And it seems like there is reason for hope, and not just because of his performances for the Red Devils. If you take a closer look at the person and the player, there is signs that Meunier still has the best to come. Why do I think so? Well, because Thomas Meunier is a bit of a late bloomer. He takes his time. Yes, he played four years for PSG, but his career beginnings were much, much more humble and his path into pro soccer was all but a straight line. He wasn't a young hot prospect at a fancy academy and after playing for local youth teams in Belgium, he did get to Standard Liege, but he got scrapped when he was 14 and he considered calling it quits altogether. In a recent interview, Meunier talked about this time and he recalled many injuries and also not the will to live the academy life, which is basically no life outside soccer. Look, he loves the game, but he also still wanted a normal life with friends and going to the movies, having a girlfriend. So he figured that the pro path maybe just wasn't for him. He just wanted to play and have a good time and be a normal kid. What else is normal for a kid? Well, usually they cannot see the whole bandwidth of their decision. Enter Mama Meunier. Knowing that her son's only true love was soccer, she signed him up for a small town club tryout. And as moms do, they know us well. So, well, Thomas, coming back from his disappointment at Liege, went there and kicked butt. He scored 10 goals in only one game and thought, hmm, well, this is fun. Why not give this another shot? 
Meunier didn't turn pro to become rich or because of his trophy parents, he simply loves the game. For example, he likes playing futsal. He played it for 10 years and he played it parallel while playing at Vitron, a semi-pro team. He played both games. On a Friday night he would play futsal and then on Saturday he would play 11v11 outside as a striker. He's a guy that likes fan culture. And that got him in trouble when he was playing for Paris. Because he liked an Olympic Marseille post with some cool tifo. And Olympic Marseille are obviously the sworn nemesis of PSG where he played at the time. I'm sure he got some good heat for it. But he never apologized for it and simply said he loves the game, he loves the culture and he appreciates it wherever it's on display. That takes some guts. And back at Vitron, he still had to work to make ends meet. He loved playing there, but while other hot prospects with 16, 17, 18 become millionaires, Thomas Meunier showed up as a mailman at 4.30am every day, worked till noon and then went off to practice. Later he also worked at the car part factory. So here he is, 18, 19, working and earning a little bit of extra cash playing the sport he loves. He's far of the pro circle. And for some, enjoying life doesn't mean buying camouflage Lamborghinis. For Meunier was solid work, the freedom to hang out with his friends and playing in a decent soccer squad every weekend. That familiar environment allowed him to just play his game and play his game he did, scoring a couple of golazos that ended up going viral on YouTube. Go check it out. You will find some awful Eurodance music and some really, really nice goals like a Rabona out of a full sprint over the unrushing keeper. Good stuff. As I said, the video took off and his newfound fame finally got him the attention of some of the big clubs. And in Belgium, one of the biggest is Bruges. And they snatched him out of the third division for 200,000. Finally, by just playing the game and doing what he loves, he had arrived in pro soccer and he would soon be tested as a right back and go on to play for Belgium, Paris Saint-Germain and now Borussia Dortmund. Look, Meunier said himself it was a bad season and that the club officials were equally disappointed. I don't think there is any disagreement here. What I like about him is that he gave a realistic assessment. In that very interview, he even said that he understood that Terzic preferred a safe option like Pichu over him when Moray went down. He said he didn't complain once because he thinks positive and he knows that he'll be much better going forward. So in conclusion, over his career since his youth playing days, he has proven to be able to adapt and to bounce back and beat the odds. He's a down-to-earth social guy that knows the value of labor and familiarity and considers playing soccer for a living a privilege. All those things resonate at Borussia Dortmund. He thrives in the soccer culture. And he's shown great skill, although only in flashes, but especially for Belgium, which hints it's more a head thing than a skill thing. That's always tricky, but it's solvable. And the reality simply is, it's very unlikely that there's another team that would want to pick up his contract after last season. So do supporters really have another choice than root for the guy? And looking back at his path he took to get to Borussia Dortmund, that support might not even be in vain. How fittingly that his life motto is tot ou tard, which means sooner or later. Go on Instagram, look, he uses that hashtag all the time. So sooner or later, well, 
Since it wasn't sooner, maybe at Borussia Dortmund again, it will be later. Thank you again for tuning in to Believe in Borussia, presented by Bet Online. Don't forget to follow us on social media, and if you haven't done so, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it, and we will be back again next week. Until then, a black and yellow shout-out across America. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.